Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to episode 9090 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. And we have officially, this is Tuesday, September 15th. When you guys listen to this, it'll be Wednesday, September 16th or after that. And week one of the NFL season is officially over. So with that, we wanted to kick off today's show with some casual conversation, just kind of recapping week one. So it's rapid fire talking about it. Um, but first of all, you know, Travis, what were your initial thoughts of week one of the 2020 quarantine NFL season? Um, just some sh- straight facts, bad coaching, bad kicking, bad refereeing, uh, and horrible defense. It's kind of what I took away from week one. So I definitely agree with a lot of those points. The bad refereeing, I'm not 100% sold on just because of the fact that I loved watching the NFL this weekend and not seeing a lot of flags called. Like, I feel like there were, I don't know. I don't have flags thrown were garbage. They were, but it was less flags, less stoppages of play. Um, It seemed like it made the game move a little quicker. I don't know if that's by design or what, but I did see a lot. Like I said, I don't have the stats in front of me, but a lot less flags were called. I feel like this weekend. Yeah. I mean, watching games, you saw a lot less. I mean, they definitely, I feel like a kind of, you know, toned it down on like the holding penalties, unnecessary just calls that hold up the game. But I mean, just the, they got to quit calling the illegal formations and just the bullshit calls that nobody sees and nobody would ever know unless you're a referee. Yeah. I mean, I know there was one last night in the Monday night game uh, against the Broncos that we didn't actually get to see if I would have saw it. I'm like, okay, you know, I can see that, but they never showed the replay. And I feel like there's a reason for that. So yeah. Personal foul called, didn't even see it. Didn't even talk about it. Yeah. He like pushed somebody out of bounds that he shouldn't have pushed out of bounds or some shit like that. So I don't fucking know, man. It's just. When you're, you're going essentially though, what NFL refs are doing, you're going from one soft ass call to another group of soft-ass calls. But either way, outside of that, glad to have football back. It was – I mean, it was interesting. We're going to talk about some of these games because – Yeah, I literally have the week one scores pulled up in front of me. So, it's kind of interesting if you want to talk about it. You know, let's kick off with the Thursday night game. Um, Chiefs-Texans, what were your thoughts on, on that? Um, any big surprises, disappointments, anything like that? Uh, David Johnson – Really surprised me. I mean, remember had, he was my he was my my start for running back. He was we're we'll talk about our our picks from last season or last week in terms of start sits and how they did. But he did well, uh, you know, better than previous Houston Texans running backs. Outside of that, game went 
about as expected. Like I said, I didn't expect the Texans to win. I said it would be a backdoor cover, if anything, and they almost had it. But outside of that, Texans defense looked shaky at best. Yeah, I mean, they definitely got exposed. You know, playing Thursday night, first week of the season, you know, first game, it's never going to be easy, especially when you have had a preseason. And I definitely want to preface that. Like, a lot of the stuff we saw last week, a lot of these kids, it was their first NFL snaps in a real game that mattered, like all the rookies and stuff. So there were a lot that stepped up. But in that Chiefs-Texans game, I do agree. The only really positive I took away from that is that David Johnson played well for the Texans. Um, Other than that, you know, they're really missing DeAndre Hopkins. And the Chiefs' defense really impressed me, honestly. Um, Their pass rush, Chris Jones, kind of backed it up there. Um, like you said, they scored a lot of points late to almost have a backdoor cover, but they pretty much dominated. They dominated that game from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say the Chiefs' defense really that impressed me that much. They only outgained the, the Texans by nine yards. They let up 360 yards, uh, let up a lot on the ground. So really, just and we always know that Sean Watson gets sacked a fucking billion times a year. Yeah, so was that really any surprise to you at all? It is not. It is not. So Thursday night game was as we would expected. You know, we didn't – neither of us hit our bets on that, which is fine. The noon slate, we're not going to roll over, go over every single fucking game that happened. Um, but the one you, game I want to talk about, though, on that noon slate is the Washington football team versus the Eagles. I think that's probably on your agenda as well. Well, uh, that one for me and the Jaguars and Colts also, so. Yeah, so, I mean, two games that were complete and total shockers. The Eagles look to have control of the game, up 17 nothing, and completely fall apart. I don't know if it was like a playing down to your opponents type thing. Don't take this as the Washington football team is good. More than the Eagles, I think, just shit it away. Well, I was listening to some podcasts today, like I do on a daily basis, and uh, apparently the Eagles were starting some scrubs at all, on offensive line, and it showed. I mean, Carson Wentz got sacked, I think, seven or eight times? Eight, eight times. Eight times, yeah. So I don't know if you follow – like everyone probably listens probably follows Barstool in some shape or form, but Gilly, the guy from Million Dollars a Game or whatever, that, that new podcast they required, he's, a, he's an Eagles fan. And I saw a montage of him. They're like, this will be the funniest two minutes you see. And it's like – a video of it's like his Snapchat or IG store or whatever. And he's like cheering like the Eagles singing the Eagles fight song when they go up like seven, nothing. And then 14, nothing. And then <laughs> after they start losing Carson Wentz gets sacked, he goes, how the fuck do you get sacked eight times with garbage ass football? Team? Dude. I mean, honestly, cause when you look at it, when you look at everything, like Wentz didn't do horrible. Yes. His completion percentage was down, but when you look at Washington's offense, they did not do anything. Like Dwayne Haskins, 178 yards in the touchdown. Their leading rusher had 36 yards. Like, it's nothing. If Philly just doesn't turn the ball over and their offensive line blocks for them, and they have a, a little bit of a running game rather than Boston fucking Scotland. Say, as, as much as I hate to admit it, I think missing Miles Sanders was big for them on Sunday. Yeah. Also, outside the fact – Carson Wentz hooked up with Zach Ertz for the first touchdown of the game. Uh, and then outside of that, I think Zach Ertz saw the ball once or twice the rest of the game. He only had three catches. Goddard outscored him in fantasy. And apparently, from what I heard, there's a little bit of unrest in the locker room. Ertz is not happy. That I bet he's not. Got, that Goddard got more uh, targets than him. But, dude, I mean, 
it is what it is. I, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, they drafted you know, this isn't by any means like a, an Ertz is out type thing, but it was working going for him, and then you start going to Goddard, and you start losing. Something's wrong there. Yeah, well, the fact that they had no run game and had to pass it fucking a billion times and with that horrid offensive line isn't, isn't, isn't great. So how many, yeah, how many pass well, attempts did Carson Wentz have? How many what? How many pass attempts did he have? 42. It was 24 or 42, so a little over 500 or 50%. Okay. Like I said, um, not horrible. How many eh, – to me, over 60% is ideal. How many rush attempts did he have? Carson how many Wentz? rush attempts did, 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 did Philly have? How many, how many times did they run the ball? Uh, not enough. My computer's being dog shit right now. Here, I can probably look it up real quick. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they just looked bad in the whole second half. Like, I thought that the Eagles were going to run away with it. They looked solid. They looked good. And then nothing. They ran the ball. Wow. Wow. They ran the ball 17 times. I mean, you don't have any run. You don't have a backfield to run the ball so with. That was that was the difference. So we're gonna blame it on the fucking whatever. But the fact that no running game is big. So anyway, that was probably that, that lopsided game. Pretty much matched the lopsided game that was the Jaguars Colts. Like if you look at it on paper, for me, for me, I think like we're talking about biggest disappointment week one. Like I think the Washington football team beating the Eagles is the biggest disappointment. For me, the biggest surprise was the Colts losing to the Jaguars and fucking Gardner Minshew going 19 of 20 passing. Yeah, I mean, 19 of 20, yeah, that's impressive. But at the same time, like 173 yards, three touchdowns. Like they got the ball in some pretty generous spots from their defense. And I don't know if that's more of a Jacksonville Jaguar defense looking good or – Indianapolis Colts, Philip Rivers, first game with a new franchise, shake the rust off. Forever. And at, for ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, they all still had like what, almost 500 yards of offense the Colts did. Yeah. It was and that's what I'm saying. Like, the game was so lopsided, it's unreal. Like, they got, they had 445 yards of offense compared to the Jacks, 241. I mean, it's. That's going to happen when you go – but for, for me, like, I was surprised because I thought the Jaguars were going to stand a chance. And did Gardner Minshew play like an MVP? No, but he did what he needed to do to win the football game. Like I said, he didn't turn the ball over. He completed his passes. Anytime you complete 19 and 20 passes, that's going to be good. I don't even know who their leading rusher was off the top of my head because – That James Robinson guy. Yeah. So, I mean, he did it with not a great supporting cast and – Whenever the Colts turned the ball over or gave them the ball in a favorable favorable field position, they took advantage of it. And when you look at a team like Denver last night, for instance, they didn't do that. And that's the difference in winning and losing football games in the NFL. I mean, it's a game of inches. So that's what that was my biggest surprise and was the Jaguars beating the Colts and Gardner Minshew playing pretty fucking good. Yeah, my takeaway is uh, don't let bad teams hang around. Yeah, definitely. Both of them did. Uh, and the Eagles. The next, I mean, the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears. Yeah, like if you're, like you cannot fuck around and play not to lose. You have to, I, I don't care about sportsmanship. You just jam it down their damn throat. Cincinnati, just like the Chiefs did. 
Cincinnati and the Chargers. I mean, if a fat-ass Randy Bullock doesn't fake an injury and miss a kick, we're probably talking about overtime. And honestly, if that game goes overtime, I think the Bengals win it. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see that. Joe Burrow didn't look great, though. He did say the least. He didn't look horrible. He looked really good with his feet. Um, he doesn't have a lot of weapons, and that's and that's going to be the issue for him there. And I, he doesn't have a lot of weapons. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have a run game to to, to open up. That, that's what no. I'm he doesn't have an offensive line. That's his only problem. He has all the talent around him except for the offensive line, and we've seen that in many teams over the years. I mean, you got kind of that same instance going on with the Browns right now, who are one of my disappointments. Like. I knew the Browns weren't going to win that game versus the Ravens, but to get blown out like they did, like it just seems like they can never get the coaching and the talent to make them succeed. No, and I think that's what's going on in Cincy. Yeah, I mean, Cincy's been a dumpster fire for decades, same, same, same as the Browns. I mean, Andy Dalton was the most mediocre quarterback there, so that to me is not a disappointment. I knew they were going to get fucking routed by, by, by the Ravens. Um, 30 to 6, though, was a little bit – of a shocker, like for them to be the lowest scoring team in the NFL week one, I did not expect that. No, absolutely not. Um, one last disappointment for me, and it's kind of a funny one. I mean, I'm still laughing about it. It's Saquon Barkley getting six rushing yards. Bro, and Big Ben out rushing him. So, like, we're going to talk about I'm, – I'm going to talk about the Giants later in, in the generous digest just as a little bit of a foreshadowing thing. But – their offensive line is atrocious. And the fact that Daniel Dimes was able to do what he was against that Steelers defense was impressive to me because he pretty much had to do it all by himself. Yeah. I mean, he didn't do great. If you look at it, like 26 of 41, not good. 279 yards is okay. But then you got, you match your touchdowns with picks two and two. Um, It's not ideal. No, I mean, not ideal Saquon having 0.4 yards a carry. There was a time where I didn't think he was going to have positive yards that game. Oh my God. It was insane. And then uh, any fantasy points you got from Saquon came at the end when he's catching those garbage time, like fucking dump offs when the, when the giants were down by two scores. Yeah. Yeah. Like he ended up having six catches for 60 yards. Yeah. Super trash. Yeah. If you're in a half point PPR league right there, that's, Three plus another six, that's nine. Nine points. If yeah. you're in a full point PPR, that's 12 points. Justin catches. Yeah. It's insane. Like, Saquon and the Giants, huge disappointment, even though we already didn't expect a lot from them. But on the flip side, for me, I think the Steelers' defense is fucking legit. Oh, they're phenomenal. Yeah, they looked really good. Um, really, really sad that the Broncos have to go up against the Steelers this this week. Uh, not looking good for what they have going on with their injuries. So is it, this might be an overreaction. Like I was listening to the Pat McAfee show today, like the mon- their Monday show, and it's always an overreaction after after week one. But I kind of thought this, like I think the Steelers could legit challenge the Ravens for the AFC North and potentially go deep in the AFC playoffs if if Big Ben stays healthy. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I don't think so. I think that their offensive line has a, a ways to go. Their run game really doesn't look that good. Benny Snell, if they keep Benny Snell all year, Connor looked like shit from, from the jump even before he got hurt. If they keep Benny Snell, I think they're solid. Charlie Villanueva got hurt, which sucks. Yeah, I just – it's been like this for years because I've had, I've had Steelers backfield on my fantasy team for a number of years now. And I, so I've been, I've watched a lot of their games over the past, God knows how long since they had Le'Veon Bell. And uh, just the sequence of plays that they call just sets them up for failure. Like they'll go run, run, first, second down, then it's third and long. You have to pass. Like they, they work with their running backs a lot. And I think it really hurts them in the long run. So we'll see if that, if that is the trend this year too. Yeah, we'll see. So um, that was kind of overreactions, disappointments, surprises from week one. We're going to introduce something that we're going to try to do every single week, and I'm going to let Travis talk about it. Yeah, this is something that I brought up to Jarrett, and I think it's going to be great if – I mean, obviously we're not going to force one, but if the week allows, this week definitely allowed for it. We're introducing the Bill O'Brien Award, which goes to the worst coach of the week and – this week there were a few. Bill O'Brien could have even won it if he wanted to. But my two uh, nominations are Vic Fangio for the Broncos and Mike McCarthy for the Cowboys. Well, I also like Vic Fangio and Mike McCarthy for the Cowboys, but I forgot to look it up before this. Who is Carolina's head coach? I have no idea, honestly. Well, I mean, obviously it used to be Riverboat Rivera, but I don't think I don't it? think he would be in the Matt front runner. Rule. Matt Rule. Matt Rule. He is a nomination for me because they had it fourth and I think one or two inside the Raiders um, fucking, you know, obviously on, on the Raiders side of the field. And they run it with their fullback instead of Christian McCaffrey. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, not ideal, but it's a play drawn up that you have to go for regardless because they ended, they lost by four, so you got to score a touchdown. They went for it in their fullback instead of Christian McCaffrey. That's that's my – I get – yeah, bad call. I think that's honorable mention. But when you look at what Mike McCarthy and Vic Fangio did, for me, so Mike McCarthy, yeah, he, he went for it on fourth and four on the 11 when they could have kicked it and tied the game. Bad. But Vic Fangio fucked up twice. He – Went for it on fourth and one rather than kicking it and taking the lead, which ultimately would have ended up being a tie game at the very no, end. No, they would have won. They would have won by one. Oh, yeah, they would have. Well, shit. Horrible. Even bad that way. Then at the end of the game, the Titans are draining clock at the end. He's like sitting there. I mean, I think like 40 seconds rolled off the clock and he didn't call one timeout. He actually came out in a press conference today and said that that was poor clock management on his part. Yeah, no fucking duh. Yeah. Well, like, uh, I think it was Lewis Riddick was in the booth uh, for the second game last night. 
and he was like, I don't know, I don't know what Vic Fangio's waiting for. Like, does, does he think those timeouts roll over? Like, yeah, I is horrible, horrible. Because I mean, you give Drew Locke, not saying they would have won the game, but you give him fifty seconds rather than twenty, like he had seventeen to be exact. It's a whole different ball game. So. Our two nominees, let's unanimously decide on one. Honestly, we can give Matt Rule an honorable mention, but I think the ultimate decision is down between uh, Mike McCarthy and Vic Fangio. I'm personally going to lean Vic Fangio on that one. I'm leaning Fangio. McCarthy's would have tied it up. Fangio would have won the game. would have won, and then he fucked up again. Twice, yeah. So Fangio it is. We'll put it down. Vic Fangio, Bill O'Brien, week one. Week one. Bill O'Brien Award goes to not Bill O'Brien, but Vic Fangio. And I'm sure you said this won't be something that will happen every week. If we watch every single fucking game like we did last weekend, which I can't promise is always going to happen, but there's gonna there's always a coaching mistake that fucks up. So, And if you guys see something and think that there is a coach at a moment, like as soon as it happens, if it happens and you think it's a Bill O'Brien Award, tweet at us on Twitter, whatever, and say hashtag Bill O'Brien Award goes to whoever. Let's get this thing rolling here because I think this is gonna be something that could that, that could make it this year as a Yeah, I do actually I like I love this. I think it's something that is definitely something that could make it like I mean fuck some watching their own team be like motherfucking what a dumbass and like tweet at us and be like, yo, so and so did this, you know, in this game. Because, like obviously the noon slate when there's like nine games going on, it's hard for us to like pay attention. Like obviously we have red zone on. Usually have our dolphins on, but it's hard to pay attention to every single game that happens in like a coaching moment. So if you see yeah. something, let us know. And outside, just to even go off this more, me and Jerry were talking about this on Sunday. We got to knock it off with the nine games at noon on Sunday. Knock it the fuck off. Let's spread them out some more. I mean, come on. Because then you only have three. You have three games on on the afternoon slate. I have enough TVs in my house to watch them all at once. Yeah, I know. And. But there's not a way to do it, really, because you can only log into your app like once or twice or whatever. So, yeah, they, we got to knock it off with the not with the nine noon games. I love the Thursday night game, obviously. I'm not a fan of the two Monday night games on opening weekend because I was up till fucking 1230 last night watching that last game. And I, I mean, if it weren't for Drew Locke being that game, my ass would not have been up. Well, I, I bet on it, and I had the Broncos plus three, and it was pretty much not a guarantee the entire time, so – I would have been up. Let's rephrase that. I probably wouldn't have been as invested. Yeah, I mean, I literally watched that game. Like, no, start like, to finish. At some points in time, I was on my phone, like TikTok, whatever, because I'm like, this is fucking watching, like watching paint dry. But it was football nonetheless. But yeah, we got to knock it off. Like, maybe since there's, well, besides bye weeks, we have 16 games in a weekend. We got one on Thursday, one on Monday. So that's one of 14. Maybe not like in you know, oh on Sunday, so we have thirteen games. So maybe like I don't know eight, seven, eight at noon, and then like five or six at three. Is that fair? Yeah, still seems like a lot. I'd say seven max. But regardless, knock it off with that shit. Week one was awesome. Let's recap our gambling before we dive into a little bit of uh, fantasy stuff for week two. Jarrett went bananas five two and one. When you think about five two and one, that's you're not like oh you're going to be up eight point four nine units. 
but he was up 8.49 units. I was three and six, managed to be down uh, 4.66 units. So not great. Jarrett carried the bulk of the workload overall. We're up a little under four units on the year combined. We'll say he got extremely lucky with his Bears money line pick. Oh my which god! Saved yeah. him. That's like a that's like a five unit swing right there. Thank you, DeAndre Swift. Yeah, honestly, you need to kiss his feet. Dropping that ball, rookie mistake. Hey, it, it seemed to be a common theme this week of rookies dropping the damn ball. Yeah, it did. It really did. Jared Judy, DeAndre Swift. That's two I can think of. Um, I will say a little foreshadowing. No one knows the fucking schedule, but. My upset pick of the week this week, I'm going to look to balance the universe a little bit. I'm going to look to balance the universe. Okay. I hear you there. Um, I like that. Bad beats this week. Really, I only got two, which was if you had the Lions money line or a Lions minus two and a half, I feel bad for you. Yeah. My other one, honestly, and it wasn't close by any means, but the, the Monday night game, Denver and Titans over 41, which is what I had. Like, it was nine points off, and that's all of Goskowski's missed field goals. So. Oh, and then you're counting the extra 10 that he missed on the extra point. And if you really want to count the fourth and goal on the one, Vic Fangio. Fangio messed up. Like, there was in between nine to 17 points missed in that game. Yeah, absolutely. I also think if you had Broncos money line, that's kind of a bad beat because they had – like, the Titans were literally trying to give – like, I don't keep referring to that game, but that was the game that was most fresh in my mind. And the Titans literally tried to give them that game with the three missed field goals, the missed extra point. Um, just everything went in the Broncos' favor, and they couldn't capitalize on it. So Yeah, for sure. I mean, outside of that, there's not a lot of games where they were, like, super close in terms of betting, like – ramification uh, dude the eagles minus six i think okay yeah that would have been a bad beat if they would have lost it at the end but i mean just the second half like well i mean if you if you have a team minus six and they go up in this and they go up at halftime 17 nothing you almost got to count that as a fucking lock bro i mean i did i had a minus five and a half on a lot and they they choked away so Eagles, not a fan of them right now, but we'll talk about them a little bit later. I will. Before we dive into our Degenerates Digest for you guys, we know all the fantasy lovers out there. We want to give you not a start, not, not a start sit, but fantasy players that were disappointing and really need to ramp it up for week two that I wouldn't really consider benching just yet. Oh, you're not considering benching just yet? Yeah. So, not considering benching just yet, um, the big one that comes to mind for me, and I had this on my sheet. Can you give me a couple? Well, this was before the news came down that he's injured, was Michael Thomas. Um, you got to have to bench him this week. Yeah, literally came down like an hour before we started recording this, that it came down that he was not going to come back. But somebody to not give up on that really didn't have a stellar week one for me and this is going to sound crazy to you, but Drew Brees didn't have a great week one. He had like, you know, a hundred and something yards, a couple touchdowns, but he only had like 18 fantasy points, which is to me, like Drew Brees should be scoring more than that every single fucking week. If my, if my QB scores under 20, I'm not happy. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think he, 
I think they played a little conservative, you know, against, you know, obviously they got a couple defensive touchdowns, uh, some, some, some big stops there. Um, but I can see Drew Brees bouncing back big time. Um, I wouldn't give up on him just yet. I know he was the 10th or 11th ranked um, fantasy quarterback coming into the season, depending on where you look at. So, you know, you're like, fuck him. He's got eight, 18 points. I'm going to cut him. I personally have him in the league. I'm not dropping him just yet, but got to keep an eye on him. But give him a one, one or two more weeks for sure. Yeah, I have a couple. Uh, my first one's Nick Chubb. I personally have him in a, in a league. He got his workload cut a lot week one with Kareem Hunt in there, which honestly blows my mind because Nick Chubb has been nothing but good to the Browns. Uh, and you might think like, hey, sell, you might want to sell him while he's high. I'm waiting this week. They're playing the Bengals. Thursday night football, give Nick Chubb one more week. I'm going to do that before I sell him. And if we see under 15 carries, might have to be uh, Nick Chubb trading block time. Yeah, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, but Cream Hunt is a force we, force we reckon with. I just don't understand the need for him. No, like, exactly. Like, Nick Chubb is, like, was their guy for, what, two and a half years now? Two years? Yeah. And he, has, he hasn't done bad. Like, I don't know why they're trying to force Kareem Hunt into the, like, playing time. Like, I, I feel like a lot of NFL teams week one had three-headed backs out the ass. And I didn't like that. Yeah, another – so I'm, I'm going to throw one more out there. It's kind of a, another deeper dive. A guy that I have as well in, in a league, um, it's Gronk. I know he didn't play well. Actually, look at it. He's probably the second-worst tight end in fantasy. I think that – and it was something I listened to on a podcast today. Like, again, no preseason, which is big. Tom Brady and Gronk's first time playing in a new system ever. Um, so there's a bit of a learning curve. I think they will turn the corner a bit. Um, so I wouldn't give him on Gronk just yet. I mean, maybe not start him this week. If you have, if you can pick up a flyer like a Hawkinson or somebody like that off the waivers, maybe pick them up and start him. But I wouldn't cut or drop Gronk just as yet because the upside is insane. Yeah, his upside is the same. You can't, you can't hold him on your bench forever, but I would give him at least two to three weeks or so. Uh, so I don't mind that. I had two. I'm not going to touch on the first one much. There's Devin Singletary. Same reason as Nick Chubb. Surprisingly, Zach Moss saw a lot of work out of the backfield. They split carries, and Zach Moss had nine for 11 yards, and Devin Singletary had nine for 30. So, I mean, not too much to worry about there if Zach Moss keeps that. Mine, and Jared's going to like this one, don't panic just yet on OBJ. Fuck off. Honestly, I wouldn't say to jump ship jump just ship. yet. That's my, that's, that's, my, that's my jump ship player. Travis no. is saying this because I inherited a team in a league that wasn't mine, and I had to keep two players. So I kept OBJ for my three-year keeper because he was the best player on the team. Dude's dog shit. Literally, he likes shit. He likes being <laughs> pooped on. Okay, I'm just saying give him another week because they play – one, they played the Ravens, which have a solid defense. Two, the guy saw ten targets last week. Ten. So Baker clearly likes to throw to him. I give him a week against the Bengals, see what he can do. We were literally watching the games. You you were like, don't you were like, quit forcing it to OBJ because that's what they're doing. I know, quit forcing it to him. But if they're gonna, Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonics Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. The more volume for OBJ, the, the better. They were forced. He still fucking scored three and a half points. Yeah. All right. Two jump shit players. Go. OBJ is my my number one. Um, my second jump ship player is going to be. I don't have it all on top of my head. I didn't know we were doing. All right. So my first one's yeah. going to be Le'Veon Bell. Well, well, obviously. I mean, six carries, two catches, and two targets. Uh, in in week one, I mean. Gase already said they were working him out of the offense, giving him less carries, uh, less activity. He's going on IR. I know, but even outside of that, like, you could still sell him for something. It's Le'Veon Bell, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I get that. My uh, my jump ship um, – He's player. not on the IR for the rest – like, it's nothing season-ending. No, it's not. But my, my – and you're, you're going to hate to hear this because we were so high on him. And you loved him last week. My the second one's gonna be Devontae Parker. Um, yeah, he came out of the game in the third quarter with a groin injury, and he we know he's got an injury history. I I say when this kid's healthy, he's one of the best receivers in the game, in my opinion. But he can't stay healthy, and I think that groin injury is gonna be lingering all year long. Um, and whenever you have a young Miami offense that has so many other options, Gasicki, I think Williams stepped in just fine for him after he came out in the second half. I actually think the offense played a little bit better without him there. Um, so I would jump ship on, on Devontae Parker. Okay, not bad. I think we can both kind of unanimously agree that James Connors want to jump ship on right now. Dude can't stay healthy. Got to give respect to him. He's a cancer survivor. But dude can't stay healthy on the football Devontae field. Devontae Parker in running back form. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to go with one a little less obvious, Joe Mixon. And, like, you're like, Joe Mixon, you got 69 yards. Nice. Uh, on Sunday, no, not nice. He had 19 carries, didn't find the end zone. You get 19 carries, your ass better find the end zone. With their offensive line, I think you could, you could sell high on Joe Mixon right now, given it's only been one week. I could see that. I could very well see that. So, those Buy are – low, sell high. Yeah, players that uh, – um, Real quick, because our intro is going a little long, but we're, and we're going to get to the generous digest here soon. Um, your biggest fantasy surprise in week one? Dude, mine, Robbie Anderson. Dude, went fucking ham sandwich. Was that yours? No, but he went ham sandwich. Yeah, dude, Robbie Anderson, six catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown, emerging as Teddy Ridgewater's favorite target right now. I mean, dude. Didn't think he was much, got bounced around, had some problems, and uh, I think it was like kind of life problems last year. But eight targets, did good. Panthers' offense looked good. I would say that he's a solid pickup. 
Yeah. Um, mine is going to be Darius Slayton. Yeah. No shit. I mean, dude had two touchdowns on Monday night. Uh, and we all thought that he's going to be Sterling Shepard or Evan Ingram. were going to get a, a bulk of the receptions in, in, in the giant system. But I watched that. I watched that entire. It's probably the first Giants game I watched front to back in like six years. But I think Darius Slayton is the best route runner and most talented receiver on that team. So that was my biggest surprise and somebody that I would look to pick up because he's actually only available available. He's only rostered in sixty seven percent of leagues in fan, in, in ESPN fantasy. Not too bad. Not too bad. All right. Before we get the Jenner's Digest, week two sleepers, got to give it to the people because they love fantasy shit. Uh, how many you want to give here? Let's do two. You, you go first. Two sleepers? Yep. All right. My first sleeper is going to be Corey Davis. Well, I mean, he, like, he was yeah. off. Yeah, he – Seem to kind of replace so far. I mean, it's only been one week, but Tannehill really loved throwing to him against the Denver Broncos, who have a decent secondary. Now they're going up against Jacksonville this week. Uh, could be a huge day for Corey Davis. Not sure on what percentage he is owned, rostered, whatever, but if you have him, I would highly consider starting him. Okay, okay. Um, my first sleeper for week two is going to be, and Travis, you're going to hate to hear this, but it's going to be T.Y. Hilton. Um, I know. Good thing I have him on a fantasy team. Yeah, you do. Um, the reason why is because as of right now, I know we're only one weekend, but Minnesota is the worst team in allowing fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, T.Y. Hilton is going to have to go work in that offense. I think Philip Rivers is going to have to realize that if this team is going to be successful, you have to get T.Y. Hilton worked in. We know he can do some damage, um, and I could see him having a big bounce a week, big bounce back week. I mean, even in a half PPR league, last week he scored seven, which in a flex spot isn't terrible, but I can see him getting, you know, 10 to 20 points this week. Okay, not bad. I like that for my own benefit. My other one is Mark Ingram. I know this was my start last week, but they played the Browns, the blah, game, yada, yada, yada. This week they play the Texans. They allowed a shit ton of rushing yards to Clyde Edwards-Alaire last week. Uh, Mark Ingram saw the most touches on the team out of the backfield. Yeah, he didn't do a great job with him, 10 yards for 29 carries, but I would give him one more week because J.K. I mean, J.K. Dobbins got in the end zone twice, but I think that's more of just like an unlucky type thing. I think Mark Ingram really identifies himself as the lead back in Baltimore this week. Not going to say the rest of the season, but this week versus Houston. Okay. I like that one. I like the one a Sleeper. lot. Again, I'm not saying he's going to be some fucking amazing fantasy player. Yeah, I mean, uh, clearly. I mean, that's not that's not going to happen. I don't know why ESPN's fucking rankings just fucked up on me while I was trying to look on the, on the second page. But anyway, um, my second one is going to be – I'm trying – I had him, and I fucking my, – my rankings fucked up on me. Um <laughs> I don't, know why. I don't know why they do that. I tried. I tried. I tried to go to to the second page. Um, it's gonna be. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and pick it because it's a Thursday night game, and Thursday night games. And I and we're gonna talk in, in the generous digest on how I think this is gonna be a pretty exciting one. Being being it for Browns Bengals, 
I'm going to go with Joey Burrow as my sleeper. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, but the dude had – he had 15 fantasy points last week. Um, but the Cle- Cleveland, as of – I mean, I know they played Lamar Jackson last week. But they were 30th against quarterbacks um, in fantasy this year. So, Joe Burrow, if you are – if you have him, you're questioning your quarterback play this week and he's available, take a flyer on him. Who knows? But – I'll explain more in in, uh, in our DD segment. All right. We'll see you in a bit. Hey, everyone. As you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free. B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, Degenerate Digest. I'm looking to pick it up this week. Jarrett's looking to keep it rolling. We're starting with the Thursday night game. We're doing uh, the primetime games for NFL, our obvious upset and mock of the week. And then we're going to finish it out, make it a total of 10 picks apiece with just five of our favorite other games. So Thursday night game, we got the Bengals at the Browns. Browns are six-point favorites, and the over-under is 43-and-a-half. What you got? So this is probably one of the games I'm least confident in, but I, I found a stat that kind of leads me to believe my pick is accurate. I'm going to go with the over of 43 and a half, and I'm going to do one unit on it. Um, the Brownies are six and seven on Thursday Night Football in their history, um, but I'm not super confident that they win by six in this game, um, which is why I'm winning the over, because eight of the last 10 matchups between these two teams would have hit the over. And, Anytime you get an 80% stat like that, you got to roll with it. I wasn't super confident in anything else, so I, I decided to do the over. Yeah, this game's a toss-up. I'm like – I was in between on over-under. I'm like, man, I mean, that's a, that's a shot in the dark. Also, so is the spread, though, at the same time. So I'm doing one unit. Browns minus six is what I'm taking. I mean, to win by a touchdown – the Chargers with Tyrod Taylor looked horrible last week, and they still beat the Bengals by a touchdown. Joe Burrow's accuracy was off. He's getting pressured a lot more than he's used to. Well, um, I don't think. But yeah, I know, but they still they still won. You said and the, and the Chargers looked horrible. You said they won by a touchdown, though. Oh, sorry. <laughs> didn't, didn't mean that. Either way, they the Chargers looked bad, and they still won. Joe Burrow looked bad. Um, I don't think the Browns can afford to lose this game. Give it like they're going to be under fire if they lose this game. Um, and I mean, Baker Mayfield, primetime chances show the world what you got. So I'm going Cleveland minus six. Alrighty. That is the pick from Travis, which rolls into the Sunday night game. It is the Pats at Seattle. This is one I'm very much looking forward to. Um, Seattle is four point favorites. The over-under is 45. Travis, what are you leaning here? 
I'm leaning the favorites at home. Seattle minus four. I'm doing. I'm just. Gonna, I'm doing two units on it. So just just to say, I'm doing the same exact thing. Okay. Awesome. I'll try not to steal all your points. Um, the Patriots. Congratulations. They beat the Dolphins by ten points. Honestly, could have been a very close game if Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't turn the ball over. And the defensive pass interference is called on Gasicki at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, very questionable game. Like, yeah, Cam Newton looked good, but the rest of the team really didn't. And Seattle, their offense was cooking last weekend against the Falcons. Against this Patriots defense, they're going to be cooking again. They're going to expose the Patriots, win by a lot more than four, Seattle minus four. Yep, I like that too. Um, I'm rolling to Seattle again because they held the Falcons' rush game. Todd Gurley, very powerful rush game, to just 72 yards last week. And New England proved that all they can do is run the ball. That's all they could do. They have currently the lowest amount of passing yards in the NFL. If you look at it right now, the Dolphins have the best passing defense in the NFL, which is crazy to think about. So I think if you pair that with – of how good the Seattle was against the run last week versus that is all New England leans on. I think minus four is a very easy roll here. Two units is a very easy one for me. Yeah. The only thing I can see, you know, putting a, uh, a damper on this is the Seahawks not being able to pick up on Cam Newton's read option. As long as they semi contain that, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, for sure. Which if the Dolphins can semi contain that, Seahawks can. Um, Monday night football game, last primetime game, only one of them this week on Monday night. Yeah, thank God. Saints at Raiders in Vegas, their new stadium. First game in it. Saints are six and a half point favorites. Over-under is 51 and a half. What are you leaning here? Um, I mean, it's easy for me. I'm taking Saints minus six and a half. I'm doing three units on this game. I did the same thing, two units. Okay, six and a half on the Saints. I mean, no one's stopping the Saints team, even without Michael Thomas. They fucking rolled the Bucks last week. It was even more impressive was their defense. Um, the Raiders barely beat Carolina. They shouldn't have, or Carolina, the Carolina should, the, should have had the option to win. Um, and I think they'll be able to hold Jacobs in check. They allowed just 86 rush yards last week against Tampa Bay. Um, so that's why I'm leaning. Uh, New Orleans here. Yeah, I just don't think that the Raiders can keep up with the Saints' offensive power. I know Michael Thomas is in the game, but the dude only caught like two passes last weekend, so it shouldn't be a problem. They struggled with Carolina. I think the Saints are better on both sides of the ball than Carolina is, obviously. So should be Saints by two scores easy. Yep, I love that one. Which rolls us into – um, our two more scheduled picks, and then we kind of get to free ball it from there. Um, we're going to do our upset of the week. Now, obviously, this is a big one for us last year. We had one one last week, so if you roll with us, you probably won some money. Um, I did Bears. Travis did Panthers. Panthers, which could have won. Um, Travis, who is your upset pick of the week this week? My upset, dude, I didn't like a lot. This I didn't like many um, at all. It's a very, very slim margin. It's Rams at Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are plus a measly plus 105, but that's an upset. It's a hey, noon game. Hey, timeout before Travis dives into it. This was almost my pick, and I moved it at, at the last minute. Okay, so Jared's riding the wagon with me. 
Eagles plus 105. I'm doing two units on this one as my upset to try to get back last week. You know that the Eagles, after dropping that game to the Washington Washingtons, that they're going to be out for blood. There's no chance that they want to start the season 0-2 if – Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. They can beat a team that the Cowboys just lost to, their division rivals. Be huge, great momentum booster, small underdog, put it on the board, Eagles beating the Rams at home. Like that pick. That was, like I said, that was almost mine. I remember, guys, I told you, I kind of alluded to it, did a little foreshadowing earlier in the episode. I'm going to balance the scales this week. Um, I picked Chicago last week as my upset of the week. I'm picking against Chicago this week. I'm going to New York Giants as your upset of the week, plus 210, a pretty big one there. I'm doing two units on it. I think the Bears are were fraudulent. I shouldn't have won that upset of the week last week, and I'm looking to, you know, sacrifice this to, to the gambling gods. Um, they dropped a lot of balls, had a lot of failed plays. The Lions did. They dropped a lot of balls, had a lot of failed plays. That led to the Bears winning. The Giants played the Steelers very tough, I think. I was going to say, I was going to say that the Steelers had a tough time running away with that game. They didn't really even run away with it at all. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and honestly, if you're asking me, I think the Steelers' defense is a little bit better than the Bears' defense. They have a defensive player of the year candidate. They have like three or four first-rounders on the defensive line. Um, I know the Bears have Khalil Mack, but I just think the Giants have more talent offensively than the Bears do, and that's going to be the difference in this game. Yeah, I will say the only thing that worries me is, like we talked about earlier, the Giants' offensive line with the Bears' defense could make for a bad day for Daniel Jones. Um, But either way, don't mind the pick whatsoever. I looked at that. There were a few games I was kind of hesitant on. But uh, good pick. Rolled into our locks of the week. I'm going to go with mine. My lock of the week is the Washington football team at the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are seven-point favorites, and I am hammering the Cardinals minus seven at four units. They just beat the reigning NFC champs, like, in in good fashion, I would say, 24-20, shut them down. I don't think the Washington football team moves the ball at all here. Um, They're going to hit a roadblock with the Cardinals' defense. Kyler Murray, he's going to zoom by them. They're not going to know what fucking hit them. Uh, Cardinals by two scores easy. Dude, I did not include that in my picks, but I should have. I kind of forgot about it, to be honest with you, but I love it. My lock of the week, I think you're going to like too. Um, it's Lions at the Packers. Packers are six-point favorites, and I am taking the Packers minus six 
at four units. It's a noon game. Um, I mean, the Lions are the Lions. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. The Packers, is it in Green Bay? It is in Green Bay. Home okay. Game. Yeah. The Packers beat a much better Vikings team on the road bet last week by 11. And even that score doesn't show how true of a blowout it actually was. I mean, they kicked their ass. Um, and I expect Aaron Jones in the rush game to get a bit going to open up the passing game for the, for the Packers in this one. Um, Cause the lions allowed 149 rushing yards to the bears last week, a very weak bears rushing attack. I think if they can get Aaron Jones going, it's going to open up the game for Aaron Rodgers, rest of the offense, and it's going to be not even close. Yeah. I mean, I get this game can be close in terms of like lions having a shot, but I don't see that, uh, that spread having a problem hitting. So I like that a lot. Now we're going to do things a little bit different than last week. Five picks a piece. We can do college, NFL, whatever we like. Uh, Before we do the five picks, what's your breakdown of NFL versus college? What do you mean? Like how many college games versus how many NFL games do you have on your five, on your five free picks? On my five free picks, I have four college picks, one NFL pick. Well, I have three NFL and two college, so get getting a good mix up there. All right, here we go. Early slate, Saturday. Love early Saturday. Football is great. You get to wake up, drink my coffee, watch some fucking football. 11 a.m. Central time. Got Houston at Baylor. Baylor is four and a half point favorites, and that's what I'm taking. Throwing two units on Baylor minus four and a half. Yes, they have a new coach. But they're returning Charlie Brewer and a lot of their offense. Houston, no De'Eric King. Just talked about him last week. Uh, all I have to say about that, returning QB for Baylor, new QB for Houston, Baylor at home, taking them minus four and a half. All right. I overlooked that earlier when I was looking at college, the college slate. But I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I'll probably be, be, be writing that with you. So – my first – do you want me to do college, my college picks first or my NFL picks first? Yeah, do your college so that way we can go Saturday and a Sunday. All right, so both my college picks are Saturday at 6.30, um, Central Time that is. My first one is kind of a big game. It's number 18 Miami at number 16 Louisville. Um, huge ACC matchup, obviously a top 25 matchup. Um, and I am doing the over of 65. High. It's high, but – both these teams can score. Like I said, this is a big-ranked, big-time ACC game. Both teams scored more than 30 in their home opener. Mikael Cunningham, I think the quarterback for Miami, is the real deal. I think they finally figured it out there. Um, and I expect him to show out in what I expect to be a barn burner there. All right. Don't mind that. It's just That's a lot of points, so it kind of scares me a little bit. Um I have another one on Saturday, another 11 a.m. game, so you can, you know, have two up however you want to watch it. It is Liberty at Western Kentucky. Liberty is the 14-point dog, and that's what I'm taking. Liberty plus 14, two units. I mean, they're coached by Hugh Freeze. Like, how can you not bet on them? 14-point dog, SEC coach. Uh, they went seven and five year ago, won their bowl game. I think being two score underdogs is a slap in the face to its team coached by a man named Hugh Freeze. So I'm taking the flames. I'm taking plus 14. Western Kentucky's not bad, but they're 0-1. Uh, 
Liberty, I think, can do it. They, I mean, shit, I think they can even make this a close game. There you go. I like that pick. Um, Hugh Freeze is a good coach. Obviously, coach at Ole Miss probably would still be there if it wasn't for the violations and shit. So, um, but that's another story for a different day. My second and last college game before I roll into my three freebie NFL picks. Um, it's another 6.30 game on Saturday. Louisiana Tech at Yeah. At, who do you like here? You like you like you like La, La Tech? Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Louisiana Tech plus five. Two it's, units on them. I did three. Yeah. Hell of a football team last year. Ten and three. They lost their quarterback, but Lost their quarterback, but they shut out Miami in a bowl game. Southern Miss just lost to South Alabama, who hasn't won a home opener since like 1890. And 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 Southern Miss lost, straight up lost when they were 11 and a half point favorites. Yeah. And did you know this? They also fired a bunch of staff after after that game. So that never bodes well. No. Louisiana Tech, I mean, they've been good for a long time now. Southern Miss. Kind of like on the verge of average. They haven't been good since since Brett Favre was there. Love Louisiana Tech. Thought about it money line. Yep. Went with plus five. Well, that's all to say. I did I did plus five three units. But do you really want to do like scale down on the on the number of units? I I'm probably gonna dabble in a little bit of both. I'll, I mean I'll put more three units on plus five, but the money line's plus one seventy. I'm probably gonna dabble a little bit in that as well. So yeah, Louisiana Tech though plus five. Love it. If I had a college lock, this might be it. Um, great pick. My rolling to my third since Jarrett picked that one up for me. It's another college game. This one's at 2.30, though, Central Time. It's number 23, Appalachian State at Marshall. Appalachian State's four-and-a-half-point favorites, but I'm not picking that Appalachian State. I'm picking Marshall plus four-and-a-half. I'm also doing two units. Did two units on all my college picks so far. Appalachian State doesn't have coach drink anymore. Yeah, they lost their head coach. Okay, maybe not that big of a deal. Then you look into it a little bit more. Both teams are 1-0. Appalachian State kind of struggled heading into the fourth quarter last week against Charlotte. Didn't even know Charlotte had a college, if you're really asking me. Meanwhile, Marshall in their first game steamrolled Eastern Kentucky 59-0. Marshall, I mean, you can never doubt them. They can – I think they can win – yeah, we are Marshall. I think they can win this game. Plus four and a half at home. They're plus 185 money line, but I love plus four and a half. Home dogs smells like an upset to me. Dude, love it. Like that pick. I love Marshall. Um, I saw I saw that game, and I stayed away from it just because of the small spread. But you never know. So Dude, Travis, my college picks, I'm feeling it this week. You've given three of your college picks? I've given all four of my college picks. Okay, so he took my Louisiana Tech one. Two of my picks. Baylor, Liberty, Marshall, and Louisiana Tech. All right, so my two college picks were Miami, Louisville, over 65. Um, Louisiana Tech, plus five of Southern Miss, obviously. I'll do two of my NFL picks, and then we'll do the do the fifth one together. Um, first one, pretty simple. Um, Chiefs at Chargers. It's a, it's, a, it's a late game, a 3.30 game here in the Central Time Zone. Chiefs are minus nine. That's what I'm taking at two units. Um, Chargers should have went to OT last week if Bengals, if the Bengals kicker fat Randy Bullock didn't fucking fake a hamstring injury and miss that field goal. And I think they would have lost. Um, I just, you know, Casey defense looked sharp, held the Texans run game to 118 yards. 
if they can hold Eckler to, to around that, they're going to win easy. My second one, talked about it earlier. Not- time out, time out, time out. My fifth pick was Chiefs minus nine. Okay, so you're done then. I had two units on it. Uh, I mean, I'm going to keep it straight and simple. If the Chiefs can beat the Texans by 15, they shouldn't have a fucking problem beating the Chargers by 10. No, exactly. I mean, so you still two of my picks. We got two similar picks. I mean, you love to see it because we do these completely on our own time. Two same picks. I mean, those are locks. Yeah, absolutely. So I have two more for you guys. Um, The next one, it's the same spread amount, different team. It's Jaguars at Titans at noon. Not confident in this one. I'm not super, not super nerve confident, but I picked it. I picked it because I would be egregious not to. I took the Jaguars plus nine against the Titans at one. Um, it scares Can't me. Say I love that. No, it, it, it's it would be ignorant for me to ignore what like, I talked about it on the intro. What Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars did to the Colts on Sunday, and I think the Colts are a better team than Titans. Straight up, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Um, so. Uh, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I think if Minshew can do what he, what he did on Sunday, he can definitely keep this within a touchdown. So that's why I picked it. My second, my, my last one, Travis, this might be an intriguing one to you. It's a different one we don't really do. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick it. 49ers at Jets. Not doing the spread. Not doing the over-under. I'm doing Jets team total points under of 19 and a half. I mean, if they can hold the Cardinals to 24, they should not let the Jets have 20 points. That And that was my thought. Again, it's minus 155, which is why I'm doing three units on it. But still, I mean, if they can hold like, – that's exactly what I put. If they can hold a much more superior Cardinals offense to 24 points, they should have no problems holding the Jets to under 20. Um, and I think that the 49ers will be out for blood, and I think they're going to look to fucking just crank it up and pour it on this game. Yeah, don't mind that at all. I I thought about, like, doing something a little bit different because I'm not sure, I mean, where everyone's – what everyone's books look like, what they offer, because uh, obviously some don't do team totals. But I do like that a lot. Yep, so I thought I'd throw it in there. You know, just a little, a little something different, sh- sh- shake it up a bit. All right, cool. I mean, the Jenner's Digest – Personally, feel really good about it this week. But, you know, those are always the uh, the weeks that you do completely average or shitty. So, that's it. We'll call it an episode 90, uh, 10 away from the big one hundo. And uh, a little over two years old, and we're still rolling, baby. Cheers, guys. Have see a great weekend, and uh, we'll, see, we'll see you next week.
Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.